0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Yes, this is Stop Stopping Yourself. And I am your host, Vincent Jenna, MSW psychic therapist, medium, spiritual teacher, author. I don't know what other titles do we want to throw in there husband, um, father, grandfather of three, um, old time actor. Um, let me see. I don't know what other titles there are that I can have. Um, and the magnificent and divine and a child of spirit, just as all of us are. Okay, brother and sister to everybody else. So great to have you here today, boy. Oh boy, the time is just going by so fast. We've got Halloween coming up, all Hollows Eve, and everybody getting ready for trick-or-treating, and the weather is getting cooler and it's beautiful out there. And there's pumpkins all around. And um, I hope everybody is going to be safe and play it safe still. We do not want spike numbers just because the holidays are coming. We want something truly to be thankful for this Thanksgiving, which is right around the corner as well. I'll always do my episodes on what to be thankful for, because believe it or not, most people have no idea what to be thankful for, not truly, and they're thankful for the wrong things. We're going to talk about that come in November, but right now we're still in October, and today's show is going to be about helping you connect with your own spirit, your own deceased loved ones. Even your own guides, I get people asking me all the time or telling me, I'm trying, I'm trying, and, and, and I used to be able to hear guidance, I can't hear guidance anymore, or I don't know how to connect. Everybody else is connecting. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's blocking me. All things like that. I was a child and I had experiences when I was a child and then they turned off and I can't get them to turn back on again. I want them to turn back on again. So I've heard so many different stories about people wanting to make connections even people in the mainstream who are new to the new thought and new age and metaphysical concepts they've become interested because let's face it you you turn on the tv and you see these programs with psychic mediums the long island medium the celebrity medium i don't even know if the celebrity medium is still on i haven't even looked for that one in a long time and others that have popped up and people have seen or read about or you see or get emails from especially if you are a member here um you will definitely be you know uh, speaking with or seeing or listening to other mediums Suzanne Giesman, um Lisa Williams um all fabulous people and wonderful and we're always busy and and um, uh, there isn't a particular time, maybe towards the end of the year, the holiday season, where we get more requests. So I want to be able to help you. I know each of us has a class, a medium. We have some kind of training for people. I mean, I've had almost 40 years of experience myself, so I enjoy sharing that. And, and um, I also enjoy... Uh, Sharpening my skills. So I myself take classes. So I just want to be able to give you some tricks. Of course, it takes more than just one one hour Unity radio show, but I can help you start the process today. That's what today is about. Um, Of course, if you have any questions at all, uh, please feel free to give a call here at the station so that way you can either let me know that you've tried or some problems that you have questions that you have about connecting with spirit so so call me here 816-251-3555 not for a reading or anything like that that's not my purpose today but if you've got questions about your own connecting abilities give me a call so there's always a twofold process that I believe anybody should be taught if they want to learn how to connect two parts in what I'm talking about, two parts to your understanding, two parts to your ability to be able to connect. The first part is the basic techniques. You know, what do I do? When I'm actually connecting, you know, is there, is there a process? Is there a step-by-step? I will say this, uh, depending upon the teacher, there can be steps or there can be no steps. Um, There can be a warm-up. Some actually don't necessarily need a warm-up, but it's always good to just center yourself first You certainly don't want to try to make connections right after an argument, or you heard some bad news, or you're stressed out, or you're not feeling well. Those are all reasons why your connection or channel, shall we say, will close. So let's talk briefly about the channel that I always refer to or that you hear Um, A connection is not made through wires like we do with uh, hardwired telephones or over the internet or over Wi-Fi. That's not how we make connections. There's been some stories and some books that describe our connection as an umbilical cord, a, a silver or golden umbilical cord. Actually, each person that has written about an umbilical cord has described it differently. These labels and descriptions are given so that you have whatever is comfortable to imagine connecting. Most of us mediums say channel. There is a channel. There is an opening between your conscious mind and your soul's mind. So if you only think about going that far, your soul is with you. Your soul's mind is in your unconscious mind. So it's not like you have to go to a place. A lot of people talk about dimensions, the other side of the veil. Well, well, it's hard to imagine traveling there or being there. What it is that you're opening up is that connection or that channel between your conscious human mind and your spiritual soul's mind. Why your soul's mind? where well, your soul is what is directly linked to your oversoul, to spirit, to God, and in another dimension. And it's in that dimension with your oversoul that connects you to everything else, to, to the dimension where the spirits are. Even the dimension where lost souls are, you can get connected through your soul through that. So it's the easiest connection then if you think about it, just going from your conscious human mind to your soul's mind. That's all you have to do. Even though that is a simple connection and it doesn't seem to be too far with all the nonsense that we've all been through, with all our stories, with all the negative information that we've ever received in life, there are layers upon layers upon layers in between that connection, clogging up that channel. So you have to be able to bypass that, and that we're going to talk about as part of two of the process of connecting with spirits so back to part one i was referring to the channel so if you can imagine a channel it's the easiest thing for me primarily because of all the other things that are going along with it and you'll see what i mean that channel happens to be located if it's located anywhere energetically It's in your heart, just like your arteries, right? If you think about your arteries and the ventricles in your heart, those open passageways, right? The more open they are, the more blood flow can go through the heart and be pumped to all parts of your body. And the more that the blood can be pumped to all parts of your body, the more healing that can be done, the more food that nourishes your organs, and all parts of your body. The cells are fed with oxygen as the the blood goes through your arteries. So think about that. That's the reason why I like using a channel concept, because you can see a tunnel, an opening kind of thing. Even when near-death experience people They talk about a tunnel of light, and I believe it's going through that channel and going through it maybe more consciously during a near-death experience. So think about the channel and think about it residing in the heart. Why the heart? The heart is the feeling center of human and spiritual life. Now, of course, it's only physical, but without the physical heart, the energy center is still there. As a matter of fact, that energy center is what puts out energy to other people. It's also what feels energy from other people. When you become fearful, your heart palpitates. When you become happy, your heart palpitates. There's hormones secreted, and you feel good. It's a heartfelt, we always talk about heartfelt feelings. There's even an organization called HeartMath, Howard uh, Howard Martin developed all the ideas of heart math, that the actual heart energy is linked to, or at least influences other energies, each other, even the earth. They have shown signs scientifically of that. Whenever you feel pain or hurt in some way, you feel it in your heart, heartbreak. So the heart is the center of truly of our existence and all our experiences. Yes, we do the thinking with our minds. We create emotions with your thinking. But even your emotions you feel in your heart, anxiety you feel anxiety, your heart palpitates. You have a panic attack. That's why people think they're having heart attacks, even though they're having a panic attack. You get short of breath because of that area there is being restricted from fear. And then your heart starts beating even faster. And you're panicking. You're feeling fear. When you feel love and joy, your heart could still be palpitating more, but it feels good this time, not restrictive and bad. So it's interesting how the same physical results can occur, but the emotions can be different. Depending upon what the stimuli is, the stimulus, right? So we've all had those experiences. So that is where the channel is. And that needs to remain open for this connection to be made between your conscious mind, which is located in your brain and your unconscious or super conscious mind where your soul's mind is residing, which is deep inside your unconsciousness. Now, Here's the interesting thing. We're using the idea of the heart being the channel. So where does your unconscious mind resort, you know, um, live (laughs) in your, in your stomach, you know, in your belly there, right below your heart somewhere. I don't know. Right. Where is it? Because, well, isn't that a channel? Well, don't think of the channel being physically there. It's energetically there. And they have no idea where your mind resides anyway. They don't. Science does not. They automatically assumed everything was up in the brain. But that's not true. Because if that was true, if everything is up in the brain, starts from the brain, and is in the brain, wouldn't you just contain all your feelings in your brain? So you wouldn't have heartache from hurt. You'd have brain ache. Or when you're feeling love, you would feel it would be brain-felt love. It's not brain-felt love. It's heartfelt love. So how can the mind just be in the brain? Well, they've come to a conclusion that they don't know where the mind resides. Now, they know that the mind influences the brain. That they can test. They put a whole bunch of electrodes on your head. They tell you to think different things. They tell you to feel different things. And they see where in the brain that is sparked is it the front of the brain the side of the brain the left of the brain the right of the brain the rear of the brain that they can measure but they have no idea where the spark is coming from where the mind is so the mind is all part and as i said if your body resides in your soul then your soul is all around you and it's more of an inner connection going from the human part inside of you to the outer part, your soul's part, which is also part of the inside as well. The soul doesn't just hang around the outside of you. It's not a, just an outer energy field, it's an entire energy field that includes your body. It goes through your body, goes through your body. And if you ever see chakra images, and you see, you you look that up, go Google chakra energy or your biosphere energy sphere. You'll see that the energy goes around the outside, but then it circles up both on both sides. One on the left, one on the right. There is these circles that go around and they intersect right in the middle, boom, right in the heart. And they keep circling around you, two concentric circles circling around you but intersecting right at the heart so that's the other reason why we're thinking energetically the channel's got to be somewhere in the heart and it really doesn't matter what matters is what you do with the heart in order to open the channel so so the both steps what that's why both steps both Parts of learning how to connect is very important to me. And if you go to England or the UK and you speak with any of the tutors over there, they will, the way they refer to it, because they're not psychotherapists or psychologists, so they don't use psychological terms to explain it. Instead, they say, if you want to be a medium, if you want to be psychic, if you want to make connections, whatever. You need to go on a spiritual journey. Well, why? Because the spiritual journey opens up your channel. There you go. Spiritual journey opens up your channel. So think of the channel energetically, just like in the heart and an artery that needs to be open in order for the information to come in and for you to receive it then think of the things that can close the the channel. So this is where part two of learning how to open up comes in. Anything negative, any doubts, any fears, any self-criticism or self-condemnation, any anger to the outer world, any frustrations, any anxiety. Just take every word that is in the negative column. Any one of those that you feel, anxiousness, doesn't matter, closes the channel down. Grief even closes the channel down. Now, grief is normal, and a lot of the negative emotions are normal for human existence, but that doesn't mean they're positive just because they're normal negative is negative period and there's different degrees and level of that negativity so grief yes is on the side of negative it's why so many people in their deep grief cannot feel their loved ones on their the other side it's not until they release some of that grief that the channel can open up and then all of a sudden they start sensing that doesn't necessarily mean that, well, I lost my, my loved one, my partner, my child, but yet I felt them in my dream. I felt them in my house and I was grieving. No grief comes in waves. Number one. And if you are familiar with any of the information about grieving and the five steps of grieving that Elizabeth Kubler-Ross psychologist who uh, helped to teach us more about death, dying, and bereavement. One of the first phases of grief is shock. When you're in shock, your emotions have completely turned off. So if your emotions are turned off, You're neither feeling negative nor positive, so your channel is naturally more open then. It's not completely restricted or shut down. And so, yes, during shock phase, however long it lasts, you can sense or feel your deceased loved one more readily. Then all of a sudden, after you go into the second phase, or you go into the anger phase or any of the other phases until you get to the acceptance phase, there's more negative phases, denial, anger, bargaining, all of that is negative. Your channel will close down. A lot of people turn around and they tell me, oh my gosh, what happened? Um, uh, the first week that my husband died, I felt him. I saw him. He was in the house. But then all of a sudden he's gone now and I can't connect with him anymore. Well, that's because the rest of the phases of grief kicked in. That's number one. And you shut down your channel. You closed your channel. And then number two, it takes a while before we pass to cro- totally cross over into the heavenly dimensions. We tend to hover in the earthly dimensions in the beginning to acclimate. So there's an easier chance of connecting with the spirit when they first cross over or when they first pass and cross into a local dimension, a more local dimension with go- all guides around them. Okay. But that doesn't mean once they cross over into the heavenly dimensions, you cannot invoke them. You, of course you can, all you have to do is call upon them and they can come back and they can communicate with you. So it doesn't make a difference where they are. It actually makes more of a difference where you are. So understand that. Where are you in either the grieving process? Where are you in the frustration process? Where are you with the anger process. We, you know, there's a a lot of resentment and anger and frustration that people feel from losing a loved one. It's, it's natural, but it doesn't necessarily help you connect. So just understand that connection and hearing requires a positive centering and feeling which is why yes as a medium i will do something you know i i've got my life going on and then all of a sudden you know at two o'clock i have a, a, a session with somebody so i stop what i'm doing just regularly what my busyness i go to, into my office into my own space And I center myself. And centering, what does centering do? Centering helps to open your channel. That's the purpose of centering. Being peaceful and calm. Meditation opens your channel. Anytime you get the chance to shut down the conscious left brain thinking, that is when the channel automatically starts to open. And so when you're meditating, which puts you at peace, that's what gives you a chance to feel your essence, your soul, your higher self, your connections, source, spirit, God, the angels, all of them. It's because you're opening the channel by shutting down the negative thinking and the mundane thinking. So you can practice meditation before you try to make a spiritual connection. Whatever. So that's part one, again, is you're going to place yourself in a situation, in a consciousness that is more at peace and harmony with the positive aspects of spirit, the positive aspects of life. Makes you feel good. Thinking of a loved one that makes you feel good. Not sad, but good. And at the same time, when you're not making the connections, you're working on clearing those channels. We'll talk more about that. We're actually coming to the half hour break already. And so I'm going to give you actually the process of of what happens. I've just told you the steps that need to be taken first. Right? Centering yourself, clearing the channels, clearing your issues. I'll talk about how you do both the connection and clearing the issues right after the break so stick around it's going to get exciting and i'm going to put you through an exercise and hopefully you make contact with the spirit during this show so don't go away this is the stop stopping yourself show i'm your host vincent jenna psychic medium and therapist stick around i'll see you in a little bit You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Welcome back, everyone. Yes, we if you're just joining me today, we're talking about how you personally not through a medium, but how you personally can connect with deceased loved ones and spirits on the other side, on the other side, beyond the veil, beyond the veil that thin, thin layer. Everyone can connect. Everyone has had an experience. A lot of times people chalk it off. A lot of times people say it's your imagination, but in actuality, it's not. They're around us all the time trying to remind us, guide us, especially in today's time, everywhere in the world, there are spirits and angels so desperately trying to wake us up and help us because we are going down a slippery slope. Yes, we are. And nothing is pulling us back. We have to put on the brakes going down that hill and stand up and rise again. So so making these connections will help you in many different ways. You can get your guidance and you can communicate. You can see that life continues, that there is no death. There's only a transition from one state into another state you know you put water that's liquid into a freezer and it changes its state of being we can accept that readily now back in back in the old days when when the first ice that they saw and they thought that it was solid and then all of a sudden they took a piece of it and put it on the ground and it melted and they were like whoa whoa what is this magic this was solid like a rock, and now it's melting. Holy cow, there must be some magic in it. And that's what they thought at first, that everything was mystical and magical. And then doing it in reverse, wait a minute, if, if this cold thing that I'm going to call ice melts, I wonder if we can turn it back into ice again if I put it into something colder. And there you go, lo and behold. So it took a while to understand that transitional state. So that's all we do. We go from solid form into energy form. And the energy is around us anyway. You're just not seeing it because we're using the solid piece of our existence to experience ourselves right now. But there is the energy part of who we are. And energy never dies. It can't. It's, it it w- the energy is feeding us right now as well as everything else on this planet where is the battery There is no battery batteries die out energy of of us being doesn't So you've got to this is why I promote making connections with spirit right now because we all need hope we need something we need closure we need to know Um, Our deceased loved ones actually loved us. That's a major reason why people want to make connections. Are you okay? The other reason why people want to make connections is why the hell did you do what you did while you were living here? That's the other reason is to get questions answered. Was I a good boy, a good girl, a good husband, a good lover, a good son, a good daughter? That's the reason why we ask questions. Good mother, a good father. All right um and so you can make these questions you can you can connect yourself so we talked about two functions that have to take place together in order to make this work right i don't care The the greatest teacher here will never just tell you, oh, if you learn these tricks on how to connect, you don't need to worry about anything else. You always need to worry about something else. And that is what's cluttering your channel or what's cluttering your mind that's negative. What are those issues you've dealt with all your life? What was created for you when you were younger? that needs to be cleared out at the same time. And then your connections will get stronger and stronger and stronger. So when you ask them, when people ask me, okay, well, what are the actual steps then to making the connections? I'm working on myself. So that's one aspect. And and the more you work on yourself, just so that you know, the more natural you'll start making connections. You won't even have to think about it. You'll all of a sudden just be, Hmm. I just had a thought, you know, I think I should be doing this. And you don't have to sit there, center yourself, follow steps one through ten, and then all of a sudden you get an insight. No, you don't have to do that. The insights come naturally because the channel then becomes open most of the time. So constantly work on your spiritual growth, your self-love, your self-belief and clear everything out of the way that keeps you from believing in yourself, from believing that you are unlimited, that you're connected to something bigger or bigger force. You need to believe all that stuff. And the stuff that keeps you from believing it is the stuff I'm talking about that you've got to work on. The I'm not, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, I'm not deserving, I'm not worthy. Everybody else's, I'm not. I don't believe in any of this. Life sucks. All of those things have to be cleared out of the way before you can make any connections or you have to be working on it at the same time you're making connections. So you don't have to be perfect in order to make a connection. I never was. And I still make connections. Now let's just talk about the connections so that we can finally make one while you're here with me today. So you center yourself. You put yourself in a great frame of mind and feeling and being. Whatever you have to do. Of Obviously, it's easier if you're alone and undistracted. Close the doors. Uh, sometimes I can put some light music on in the background. No words, just instrumental. Maybe from spa music or, or new age, new thought music. Without the words, there's some very beautiful music out there. That can help you. Whatever. If you like silence, that's fine, too. And you just center. You can do this with your eyes open or closed. A lot of people naturally do it closed, especially to start with. And especially if there's no one in front of you. Now, remember, anything that I'm teaching you for you to make your own connections, you can actually practice on other people and make connections for them. That's always wonderful to try. But this right now is for you. So who do you want to talk with? That's the next thing you need to know. So you put yourself in a centered spot and a place and mentally. And then who is it that you want to invoke? Deceased spouse, child, parent, friend, relative, God, Jesus, Buddha, it doesn't make a difference who, Martin Luther King Jr. And don't be thinking that just because they were higher up in this physical life that you have to be some holy roller in order to talk with them uh, at all in the other life, on the other side. No, I I bring Jesus in all the time. I talk with, with any of the spirits I want. I had a conversation with Charles Dickens. He helped me write my book. Yes, yes a matter of fact, there are people living right now, doctors and scientists, working with mediums, connecting with Leonardo da Vinci, uh, Nikola Tesla, Albert Einstein, all of them. They were the luminaries here on the earth. Why not? Try to make connections. You don't have to be anybody special. But also, don't be walking around thinking that Jesus is talking to you all day long and tell oh you know what Jesus said. You don't use your connections to defend yourself or your beliefs or to condone them in any way. I don't care if you think that the angels told you something, you're making the choice to follow it. So don't turn around and tell somebody, the angels told me that I have to do this. Or the angels told me, not unless you're a professional and you're hooking up with somebody and they specifically want to know, what does Archangel Michael say about this? Well, Archangel Michael said, if you're making real connections, but don't try to support your words using dead people's or spirits' messages, because that's nonsense. They will never allow you or would not want you to do that. You're doing it yourself. And then that's when I have a hard time believing people, is when they want to say something spiritual and I got to back it up by, oh, well, God just told me to tell you. No, it didn't. I don't need you to tell me. God would tell me. Right? So don't use it for that. So Send to yourself, invoke a spirit. Now you're invoking a spirit, whichever way. I'm going to give you an exercise um, so that you can use something and see what happens with it. But invoke the spirit, then talk to the spirit, ask for evidence, ask for information. Now here's a second important part. The first is to know who you want to talk to in this part of the process. And the second is honor what you see, you hear, you feel, you taste, you smell from that point on. You don't have to be clairvoyant, clairaudience. Clairaudience is hearing. Clairsentient is feeling Clairvoyance is seeing. Don't worry about which one works. I've spent forty years developing all my clairs, so I'm clair all. I used to use clair also when to get rid of the gray, but I don't do that anymore. Now I use clair to make my spiritual connections. So it can come any way whatever comes into your mind. And and when I'm talking about your mind, I'm talking about your mind's eye or your mind's ear. You have both inside of you. That's how you talk to yourself. And that's how you can close your eyes and visualize something with your mind's eye. The other term for your mind's eye is called your third eye. It's not anything spiritual. It is all part of the human brain. We don't need a mind's eye when we're spiritual beings because it's automatic now because we don't have a physical brain. So you let the information come in, whatever it is, just let it don't be searching. Don't be the harder you try, the more tense your muscles become, the more nervous you become, the more you're shutting down the channel. Remember anything negative shuts down the channel thinking you're not getting anything thinking you're making this up that shuts down the channel just let it come in i don't care if it sounds like nonsense i cannot tell you some of the things that came to me that personally vincent thought were the most ridiculous things i've ever seen including toenails i mean i had a vision i'm talking to a spirit and the spirit showed me his toenails And I'm like toenails. How could that possibly be profound for my client who's sitting in front of me? I don't judge it. I spoke it. I honored what I heard. And dang, if it didn't mean some of the most profound message to the person sitting in front of me. So honor your inner voice. Ralph Waldo Emerson, philosopher, said you must honor your inner voice. Even if it's wrong, honor it. The only way it becomes stronger and your intuitive part becomes stronger and your psychic part and your mediumship part becomes stronger is by honoring your inner voice. Think about this for a minute. Why would honoring your inner voice make your voice stronger? Well, isn't honoring positive and dishonoring negative? So if you doubt what is coming in, that is a negative feeling. And what does a negative feeling do? It shuts down the channel. So let's do a quick exercise with me. It's real simple. You're going to use your visualization. And the more imaginative you are, I know some of you out there can't visualize. You got to practice that because that's actually unhealthy and it's not normal. We are all visualizers. If you can't visualize, you're stuck in your left brain thinking, and that is not healthy, nor is it spiritual for you. You want to be able to get yourself into the right brain, which is the creative, intuitive, imaginative, emotional side, the nurturing side. It's the most important aspect of who you are, because that's where your soul's mind is. It's in the right part of your brain deep down in your unconscious mind. You cannot intuit, you cannot connect, with your soul, you cannot do any of that if you're stuck in your left brain. And your lack of imagining and visualizing shows that you're stuck in your left brain. And there are practices. If you need to, go learn how to play an instrument, go learn how to paint, go write, do something creative to pull you into your right brain. Those are all wonderful practices. All right, do this quick exercise with me. All right, I want everybody to put their notebooks down, close your door, shut out all the noise, sit there quietly like you're going to meditate, and close your eyes for me, your outer eyes. So take a couple of deep breaths with me right now and exhale. Just make them deep. There is no incorrect way to breathe, whether you're breathing through your nose or your mouth or you're exhaling. Again, those are all different techniques that don't matter. Just what does matter is that you breathe deeply, not shallowly, not in your chest. Yes, your lungs are taking in the breath, but your diaphragm is pulling down to expand your entire chest cavity, not just the upper part of your lungs. So take a deep breath in until your belly expands. There you go. And exhale that all out, feeling comfortable, feeling peaceful. Put yourself in your centered place. Don't worry about anything right now. Just follow me and follow my words. Don't listen to any other distractions. Don't worry about it. You can incorporate it. I want you to start visualizing that you're standing on a street a main street of some small town. You know those quaint towns, no matter where they are, no matter what part of the world you live in, there's always a part of the downtown, the major part of town that there's one street, one block where there's all these wonderful boutiques. So maybe you've seen it on TV if you've not lived in a place like that. A Hallmark movie always has Christmas movie has a main street, right? Think of a main street right now that you're standing on. Maybe it's one you've been on already, but you're on main street. You look down the street and it's very narrow block. So you can see all the little stores and boutiques on one side of the street and all the stores and boutiques on the other side of the street. Maybe it's early in the morning, beginning of the work day, beginning of the week, Whatever day you open up the stores or they open up, just envision people walking down the street. Stay with me as best you can. Envision people walking down the street, going to their stores. They're all the shop owners and they're all going to their stores to open them up. And you are walking down the street because you have a store on this block. It doesn't matter what type of store it is. Think of the type of store it could be. It could be a a candy store, a coffee shop, a boutique that sells clothes, vintage clothes, maybe jewelry, a bookstore, an antique shop. It doesn't make a difference what it is, a bakery, whatever, what type of shop pops into your mind that you would own right away. And it's time to go walk to that shop. Maybe you're saying hello or waving to the other people, but it's you yourself going to your shop right now, walking down this street. And maybe you don't recognize it completely, but it is familiar in some way. You're not here all the time. You work at your shop part time, but you're walking to your shop now. And now see yourself standing in front of your shop and, and you've passed all these other wonderful stores and shops, and they all have big windows, front windows, displaying what they may be selling or they're advertising, right? So you're in front of your shop right now, and the door has a big window in it, and then there's a big window itself, and you can see in your shop, the lights are out, the shop is closed and locked up. But you take the keys out of your pocket. Stay with me and imagine this as best you can. Maybe you jump ahead of me a little bit, but that's okay. Try to stay with me. Keep up with me, even if you fall behind. You take the keys out. You put them in the door. You turn the lock. Open the door. And walk in. And as soon as you step in, there's light switches right there on the side. You can turn on the lights. Maybe you're part of lights. Maybe you have to go to a different part of the store to turn on all the lights. But you close the door right now. You don't turn the sign. There's a sign in the window that says open and close. Don't turn it around yet. Just get yourself set up in your shop. What do you see in your shop? Look around. Maybe I'm taking you quickly through this shop, but that's okay. Look around in your shop. What's there? What are you selling? Is there a cash register there somewhere, maybe in the back of the shop or the front of the shop? They're in all different places. It's not a huge shop. It's not a giant store. Remember, it's a boutique on Main Street. Now you turn on all the lights in the store. You set yourself up to open up. It's only you today. You're expecting some visitors. You're expecting some people to come in. That's why you're there today. And now you feel comfortable. You've done what you needed to do to get your shop ready. Maybe you just rearranged something or cleaned something. Opened up the cash register if you make a sale. Take out the the sales pad. Whatever you use when you do sell something in the shop, get it ready. Take out the baked goods. You've gotten the coffee ready if you sell coffee. Go to the front door and turn the sign around so that it now says open. Your shop is open. And you're doing and keeping yourself busy waiting for a customer to come in. And all of a sudden you notice people walking past, not just the shop owners anymore, people who are going to the different shops and stores are walking past. It's the start of the day. First thing in the morning, maybe it's 9 a.m., maybe it's 10 a.m., but it's a beautiful day outside. The sun is shining. You can see it shining through the window. It's a comfortable day. And you notice somebody stop at your shop and looking through the window. And this person sees you and now opens the door and enters and comes in. I want you to see this person, some of the details of this person. Is this person tall or short? Is this person male or female? Those are the things we notice right away when somebody comes in. Is this person younger or older? What is this person wearing? Is he or she wearing a hat, a coat, a slight jacket, or no coat or jacket at all? because it's more in the springtime, summertime, the weather is comfortable outside. It's what you see this person wearing that matters. Make out as many details as you can. Look at the person's face. Does the person look familiar to you? Who decided to come into your shop this morning? But you're delighted that this person is here And you approach this person and you say hello. And you can even shake hands or hug if you know this person. And you invite the person to come in more. Maybe there's a couple of chairs right there in the opening of your shop, in the front of your shop, that you can sit down and talk with this person. Invite the person to sit down and talk with you. And for the next moment of silence, for me, I want you to hear what this person has to say to you. He or she has come in for a reason, young or old. They are there for a reason. Something that they need to tell you or want to tell you. Long to tell you. Feeling good about seeing you again. And you feel good about seeing this spirit. So now have that very short conversation and hear what the Spirit has to tell you now. remember that now remember that and now the two of you get up because that person has given you the message that he or she wanted you to have and they make their way to the door they're going to be leaving but they know that they can see you again at any time they open the door look behind them say goodbye to you and walk out They turn around one more time through the glass door and see you again. You see them. They leave. And you have now felt complete for the day. And you decide it's time to close up your shop and leave. You turn off the lights. Whatever it is you need to close. You go out the front door, turn the sign around to say closed. Walk out the door, lock the door, and start walking home. Now, when you're ready, come back into this consciousness, open your eyes, and join me back here again. I hope you have all had an experience. Write me at info at com to let me know what you experienced. Who came in that shop? That is one exercise. That was a spirit just so that you know, whoever it was, whether you know him or not, write me and tell me, and I will talk to you about it. This is Vincent Jenna. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Enjoy making connections beyond the veil. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me For igniting the spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.